Hey guys, I'm Maddie Flint, and I'm the host of my podcast, The Essentials. Thanks for joining. I hope everybody is doing good. Today, let's talk about normalization culture. So it's really more of a social media issue, right? Because I don't hear people yelling, normalize this and normalize that all over, say, the radio as much or on TV ads. But the second that you go to Instagram or you go to TikTok and you go through like the main explore pages and you're going to see posts talking about normalizing things all over the place. So what does this even mean? Well, it is straightforward. It means exactly what you think to make something more acceptable. So why is it becoming so problematic? At least in my opinion. I think it's because the people at the top of the social media hierarchy, like the social media food chain, are creating narratives about American society that frame it as a sexist, racist, unjust, capitalist nation. So it's like all of these things are systemic problems and there's a lot of discrimination and intersectionality and everything is at play with how everybody is treated by this looming traditional society that doesn't let anybody have the freedom to express themselves fully. Because when they're out there in protest saying, don't let them make you feel bad about who you are and how your body looks and don't let them tell you what to wear and what gender to be, they won't even be able to answer you if you were to ask who they are referencing. Who are they talking about? Who is stopping them from wearing combat boots and a dress and a crop top under it with like a neon green bag? Nobody is stopping them from dressing like that. Maybe they're shy to dress like that because they're worried about how people will view them. But in that case, it's just maybe some personal shyness or anxiety and they don't really want other people to think of them in some way or another based on how they dress. If you're afraid to wear something in public because you're worried about what other people are going to think of you, then the only thing stopping you from doing what you want is yourself. Usually people could care less about what any other person is doing if you see them walking on the side of the road wearing whatever clothes they decided to wear that morning. Now, of course, every generation wants to rebel from the one before them. They want to break tradition and move past these norms and create new trends and everything and, and stop going along with whatever the beauty standards were. It's, it's natural. That happens every single time a new generation comes of age. It's been like that forever. But millennials who have a majority of far left members have had a lot of influence in the lives of Gen Zers. And these millennials have beliefs rooted in Darwinism, anti-capitalism, all of these different isms that are supposed to be against the traditional American society. So with every chance they get, they want to make America look bad. Like the whole toxic masculinity thing. If you are male, right, and you don't want to wear a crop top, and you also like females, and you want to buy your girlfriend or your partner or your wife dinner and you go to the gym and you work out and you have short hair that's toxic i guess because all of those things are stereotypical of the man of the family like a patriarchy that women cannot ever succeed in so they're pushing a narrative that it's still a patriarchy out there and that women have unequal rights, unequal pay, all of this stuff. 
And so we have to normalize males not being masculine anymore because masculinity is toxic. I'm not going to normalize that personally, but there are a lot of other people who are. So by framing America as this big, nasty, toxic patriarchy, they are creating the room to have to protest these things and normalize things that were never actually unacceptable. Like I saw a post the other day saying normalize curly hair. Um, Nobody said that you couldn't have curly hair. And if they are talking about the trends, past American trends in society over the decades, there's always going to be trends, but you don't have to follow them. Nobody's telling you that you have to straighten your hair because the look is in, because some celebrity is wearing her hair straightened. That doesn't mean you have to do it. So by saying normalized curls, are, are these people stating that I wasn't allowed to have curly hair and, and be accepted in society for that? Because if you think of it that way, that's ridiculous. There are other instances of things that maybe were not talked about openly. I think that's where a lot of people are blurring the lines a little bit here. Some things were meant to only be like private. Like you wouldn't talk about personal things in public it was just it was like moral standard you know like say in the 1950s a girl is not going to walk around and get on a loudspeaker and protest not shaving her underarms like that's something that you just do at home in the shower and you don't need to tell anybody anything about it or when a woman is on her period that's not something that really needs to be broadcast everywhere so that is where, where I feel these people are blurring these lines. Like things that were talked about privately, things that were TMI, things that you really didn't need to be telling everybody about, they want those things to be publicized. So they want very personal matters and intimate things to be openly discussed, no secrets, no censoring anything inappropriate from children, which is not good, but they want everything in your face which is not the best way to go. They, they think it's drawing awareness towards these things, but you can make people educated on things like the female menstrual cycle without plastering things about it all over social media. I do agree that businesses should be a little bit more accommodating to women who have things like endometriosis or PCOS or um, any of these conditions where it could make their monthly symptoms a whole lot worse and they are in a lot of physical pain and even like mental pain. I think that these symptoms are a little bit more recognized now, but that comes along with an advance in the medical industry and everything. You don't need to be obnoxious about it in order to spread awareness, but that's what these feminists love doing. The more obnoxious, the better. I certainly don't agree with that and would never act like that myself because I don't really need to convince the whole world that I'm feminine and that I can embrace my femininity in any way that I want by not conforming to stereotypical female societal roles or whatever. They're too existential. They really don't need to be. You can do whatever you want with your own body, not with someone else's body. But they're talking about fighting for freedom of expression. We already have that guaranteed to us here in America. So like, be free to cut your hair short. It doesn't mean that you have to turn into a man because you want short hair. And similarly, within this whole toxic masculinity thing, 
um, they're saying normalize boys and men crying. Like, they're human. They're gonna have days that are rough and they're gonna cry. And there's nothing wrong with that. Humans have emotions. It's only right for us all to express them. Now, there were times in America where it was more um, of a female thing for them to be showing emotions, like crying or whatever. And then the males were supposed to be a little bit more stoic and not show any of these emotions because, you know, that signified strength. But it's not like that anymore. It hasn't been for a long time. So by saying normalize men having emotions too, it's like they always have, you know? What do you want men to break down and cry at your feet in public? Even girls are not going to do that. Come on. I do agree that yes, we should put these social norms of men not crying and not having any emotions around their family members or whatever to rest. But that all boils down to individual preference too. Like maybe somebody doesn't want to cry in public. I know I certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't do that in front of my own family, but that's just me. If other people do, then that's them. So by this whole normalizing culture, they want groups to collectively adopt these things and normalize them and make them a more general occurrence. These social protesters are out here trying to make it seem like America is suddenly unaccepting of things like girls having their periods. When truth is, American society is like way more accepting of anything that it ever has been before. We're in an age where, believe it or not, I know it's disgusting, people are taking their children to drag shows. That's horrible, but people are doing it. People can worship multiple entities in one room. People can take whatever career path they want. You can study whatever major you want in college. You don't have to go to college. You can work multiple jobs. You can not work any jobs and then you can have the government pay for you. So I can pay for you. If you want to sit on your couch, that's okay. You can invest in cryptocurrency. You can eat genetically modified meat. You can wear whatever you want. You can tattoo your eyeballs. You can get married late. You can get married super early. You don't have to get married at all. There's interracial families, which wasn't allowed during a time in America. And look at me, I'm here. I have a black mom and a white dad. So that stuff is accepted. If America was systemically racist, I would not exist. And I've actually told that to people who believe that America is systemically racist and that all white people are bad. I'm like, well, if you're gonna look at it like that, then I wouldn't exist. But I do, and I'm talking to you about it. So yes, America is accepting of ethnicities. It's becoming more and more culturally diverse and so on. America was founded with that intent to make sure that individual freedoms were guaranteed after all. There was never a time when someone couldn't be an introvert. And I bring that up because I see people on Instagram saying to normalize being tired after social interaction. Okay, when was this ever a systemic problem? It wasn't. You just go home and you recharge your social battery and you take a nap and you read a book and you spend some time by yourself. There is no systemic discrimination of introverts that I know of. So what's going to happen with this normalization movement? Is it dangerous? I think it has the potential to be yes, very much so. 
Normalization is being used by the far left to desensitize kids from adult content and demonic content. So very graphic things that children should not be exposed to. If everything that our society once deemed inappropriate, which was for a reason, is normalized, then it's going to make anybody who isn't okay with having their kids look at all this stuff look silly. It's going to make God look like a joke, which is one of their ultimate goals. Once upon a time, you weren't an extremist or showing any kind of prejudice against something or someone. If you were a parent who was opposed to letting your innocent and unassuming children learn about and view heavily sexualized content in elementary school, but you are now, now you're an oppressive, controlling parent who shouldn't have a say in their own child's education. That goes to show how far along American progressive mainstream society is when it comes to desensitizing and normalizing these things that were once deemed inappropriate. This culture also really wants you to be obsessed with yourself. It goes hand in hand with this body positivity and self-love and self-care, all that stuff. And by all means, it's not a bad thing to be comfortable with yourself and to like the way that you look. That's great. If you're confident and comfortable in yourself, that's a really good thing. But you don't need to be obsessed with yourself to the point where everything is about your image and you're gonna forget that everything is not about you in the whole world. The whole world is not watching you. So this is gonna make a lot of people be very, very self-centered. Now I have a list from um, a blog, a 2022 writer's blog of things that they want to normalize. So remember, these things that they're calling to normalize are things that a traditional society supposedly does not like and does not accept. Normalize apologizing. Normalize communication. Normalize honesty. Normalize cooperation. Normalize empathy. Normalize reading. Whoever said reading was socially unacceptable? Oh my goodness. Normalize working out. Normalize being helpful without being asked. Normalize giving people some breathing space. That one is good though. I do agree with that one. Normalize asking for help. Normalize saying no without making excuses. Normalize telling people to go F themselves, respectively, of course. That's nice. Isn't that so nice? Normalize tolerance. Normalize taking a break, saying how you feel, writing down your thoughts, saying thank you. That was something in America that was just like an ethical thing. Like to say thank you to somebody is polite. But I mean, I guess enough people have stopped doing that to the point where there are other people out here now saying we have to normalize saying it. Normalize minding your own business. That, I mean, that one is a good one. Nobody likes somebody nosy who's trying to get in your business for no reason at all other than to gossip about you. So, I mean, I, I do get that one. But yeah, that's just a few from the list. And there's a million lists because a million people are doing this. I think this kind of a culture would make it really easy for somebody to be a terrible person because they can say something really like offensive and it can be justified in the name of self-care. But on the other hand of all this stuff, if you take the politics out of it, it really could be used for good. I think originally the intentions that people had with this were to make social media seem a little less fake. And that's because, you know, everything you see on social media is posed, edited even. Um, sometimes it's props. You know, that's not real life. 
people can pick and choose what they want to post on social media and they're always going to post things that are going to make their lives look better. You don't know if that influencer actually lives in that house that they're posting in all the time. They might be at a friend's house, at a cousin's house, at a vacation rental. Who knows? It may not even be their house, so don't feel bad about your house. Social media really does um, indirectly encourage people to compare themselves with the unrealistic. So I think that's why this whole normalization culture and like these trends started was to help people to remember that it's okay to be human but of course it got blown out of proportion and it's almost now more annoying than it was any good but if it was used for good you could do things like break down trends that are damaging to the youth like beauty standards and unrealistic body proportions and all that stuff you could learn about yourself you could normalize knowing your boundaries so that you don't have to let people take advantage of you. That would be using it for good. Now, if I said normalize being a Christian and praying in public places, I would probably get hate from atheist leftists if I were to post that on some random blog on Instagram. They'd be like, oh, we don't want to see you cramming your religion down everybody's throats. No, oh, but, you know, whatever. I'm not offended by that at all. Those people have no authority over me to tell me that I can't worship freely. Just like I would never tell them they can't wear what they want to wear. So with that, I'm just going to end because I've already kind of talked more than I wanted to initially talk today. Um, I have to study for a chemistry test that I have tomorrow and I do not feel 100% positive about every single one of the topics that's going to be on it. So, you know, wish me luck for that. Uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day or night whenever it is that you're listening to this. And thank you for the listen, if you've made it all the way to the end. I really appreciate it. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to come back next week right here on the BMG Network for more.